Welcome to Recovering My Inner Child. My name is Kawan Saluja. Our first reading comes from ACA Strengthening My Recovery, and the topic is Tolerating Pain. The level of pain that adult children can tolerate without admitting they have hit a bottom is astonishing. Big Red Book, page 68. We learn to live with pain as children and continue to do so as adults. When faced with the pain of toxic relationships, we slip into survival mode to avoid the uncertainty of change. We know that our lives are in chaos, that we accept the unacceptable from the people around us, and that we have no reason to expect tomorrow to be better. Yet we trudge through each day, often with a pain so deep, it feels out of reach. I like that part about trudge, and it just, it, it, it brings back survival. And, uh, you know, one of the promises is uh, we expect the best and get it. And, uh, you know, it's why it's hard sometimes to you know, leave dysfunctional workplaces or even mediocre ones or even good ones um, just because our willingness to tolerate things is, um, you know, like I said, astonishing. Everyone who's walked into ACA has felt the apprehension that comes with change. Often fear of change is so strong that we can still convince ourselves that things aren't that bad. Yeah, I mean, that is true. That's something that I can also do. Um, You know, I can use gratitude somehow as a weapon against me. And I I think, you know, part of, for me, my goal is to talk about, yeah, this job is good and I can get a better one. Yeah, this relationship is good and I could get a better one or I have a great, but, um, you know, going from the frame of like, well, this is as best as I can. And, you know, I'd rather not go through anything. It just, you know, talking about that, it just doesn't work that way. And it's something that, you know, I want to remember. So back to the reading, everyone who's walked into ACA has felt the apprehension that has come with change. Often fear of change is so strong that we can still convince ourselves that things aren't that bad. We're all creatures of habit, even when those habits are harmless, harmful to us. ACA is the first step in saying our lives are out of control and we need help. The question is, do we want to live a life that isn't that bad? Or do we have faith in our higher power, in our program, and in ourselves to overcome the fear of change? We do not have to do this alone. Our fellow travelers are more than willing to take the journey with us. On this day, I will reach out my hand to end the cycle of pain and know there will be someone there to hold on to them. The next reading also comes from ACA Strengthening My Recovery, and the topic is spiritual, not religious. In ACA, we take a spiritual and not religious approach to healing the effects of being raised in a dysfunctional home. You know, the way I I look at it and the way I was learned is speaking only from my experience, religion was a bunch of superstitions. And if I didn't do them, you know, the message was pure, but that's what I got from the messenger. Spiritual life is, you know, it's it's progress, not perfection, and a bunch of spiritual principles um, to be learned. The writers of the 12 Steps knew that even though we claim to be spiritual, the use of the word God could be controversial. When we hear the word God in our meetings, some of us feel comforted, and some of us experience negativity and sadness. No matter what our reaction, it is important for us to remember that in ACA, we announce unite around a spiritual foundation that allows us to believe what we choose. Many of us grew up knowing a loving, supportive God, and many of us grew up with a punishing God. No matter what beliefs we had in childhood, we often found a different understanding as adults. In many cases, we continue to search for a path that feels comfortable. Spiritual, not religious, means that our fellowship recognizes that there are many belief systems, and the cloak of spirituality allows us to be equals in our recovery. No 
No one of us knows the right answer for anyone else. There is no right way to believe, and we respect each other's differences even while we unconditionally support each other. On this day, while I seek to strengthen my spiritual belief, I practice tolerance for beliefs that differ from mine. And I think for me, it's more important to acknowledge that I can have my own beliefs. And, you know, I think a lot of this comes from a childhood of fear of making a mistake and fear of choosing wrong higher power. And really, to say it out loud, there's no wrong way to do this. There's just, you know, a faith in a power greater than myself. And I've seen that demonstrated. Now, the next reading is Melody Beatty. The topic is language of letting, uh, from the book, Language of Letting Go. The topic is attitudes towards money. Sometimes our life and history may be so full of pain that we think it totally unfair that we have to grow up now and be financially responsible for ourselves. Definitely sometimes. The feeling is understandable. The attitude is not healthy. Many people in recovery may believe that certain people in particular and life in general owes them a living after what they've been through. To feel good about ourselves, to find the emotional peace and freedom we're seeking in recovery, we need healthy boundaries about money, what we give to others, and what we allow ourselves to receive from others. Do we feel that others owe us money because we cannot take care of ourselves? I've definitely had that belief sometimes. Do we believe others owe us because we do not have as much money as they do? Uh, I don't think so. Do we consciously or subconsciously believe that they owe us money because of emotional pain we suffered as a result of a relationship with them or another person? Punitive damages are awarded in court, but not in recovery. I love Melody Beatty. She really, you know, the last reading was about spiritual principles. And, you know, one of them is there's no catch up, you know, the past, you know, whatever people did, there's no owing, you know, like, you know, it's not as easy as what's done is done. That's why there's steps and a process, but, um, you know, punitive damages are awarded in court, but not recovery. That's beautiful. Unhealthy boundaries about what we allow ourselves to receive from others will not lead to healthy relationships with others or ourselves. Test by looking within. The key is our attitude. The issue is boundaries about receiving money. Become willing to meet the challenge for taking responsibility for yourself. Today, I will strive for clear, healthy boundaries about receiving money from others. As part of my recovery, I will take a hard look at my financial history and examine whether I've taken money that may not reflect good boundaries. If I uncover some incidents that reflect less than an attitude of healthy self-responsibility, I will become willing to make amends and develop a reasonable plan to do that. The final reading comes from Melody Beatty's The Language of Letting Go. Great topic. All of them have been, but this topic is vulnerability. I've learned that the more vulnerable I allow myself to be, the more in control of myself I really am. Many of us feel that we can only show our strong, confident side. We believe the face we have to show to the world should always be one of politeness, perfection, calm, strength, and control. While it's certainly good and often appropriate to be in control, calm, and strong, there is another side to all of us. That part of us that feels needy, becomes frightened, has doubts, and gets angry. That part of us that needs care, love, and reassurance, those things will be okay. Expressing these needs makes us vulnerable and less than perfect. But this side needs our acceptance too. Allowing ourselves to be vulnerable will help us build lasting relationships. Sharing our vulnerabilities helps feel close to people and helps others feel close to us. It helps grow in self-love and self-acceptance. It helps us become healing agents. It allows us to become whole and acceptable to others. 
Today, I will allow myself to be vulnerable with others when it's safe and appropriate to do so. And I think that's the caveat, to be safe and appropriate. Sometimes there's a risk. And, you know, to know that, you know, sometimes it won't, not to be reckless, but, uh, you know, just, I guess, to be a little bit more deliberate. But, you know, it's like what they say in the rooms, you know, take it easy, but, you know, do it eventually. Don't have to do it, like, right away. Anyways, that finishes today's readings. Till next time, this is Kuwan Saluja reminding myself to love myself, to pause, because that's where God is, and to feel my feelings.